The human history of is split into four ages. The first age consisted of the gods creating the supercontinent and the first species to evolve into humans. Afterwards, the gods left them to their own devices. Many say that it was an experiment. The gods were given a challenge by those before them to do something beautiful. In many ways, they succeeded. In other ways, they did not. This age lasted 14,000 years. It was successful, though not much is known about it. Everybody and welcome to this meeting of the Railroad Community Casters Club, where we don't railroad our players, but we all met near one. We're so glad you can make it back this time around, so we'll start out, as usual, with some introductions. My name is Kenzie, but you can call me Kit, and I'm playing our resident Megan nerd wizard Amara. Uh, fun fact about Amara today, she has a little stuffed crow that she keeps with her, and his name is Soup. Howdy, everyone. My name is Jay, like the letter, but with an A and also a Y. You can use whatever pronouns you want. <laughs> And I'm playing Guinevere Gracie, but you can just call me Honey. And a fun fact about me is the first cow I have ever had was named Meryl. Hello, everybody. My name is William Eames, and I'm playing Eamon. And a little fun fact about Eamon is that when he thinks or is deep in contemplation, he gives himself just a little bit of an underbite. Like he pushes his, le- his lower jaw forward kind of like with his mouth still closed, though. So he's kind of like this. <laughs> You didn't see that, but they did. Imagine it, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Max Coe. I use they, them pronouns. I am your general manager. I'd like to uh, share an idea that I have with y'all. Um, as you may have heard, the Dungeons and Daddies podcast is a great inspiration for me in this uh, podcast endeavor. And uh, I am a patron of them. Um, and their final tier of patron has a dad cameo uh, option in which one of the members of that podcast will appear as a cameo in one of their patrons TTRPG sessions. Now, I think we can trick them to get onto the podcast with this. Don't do this. If anyone's listening, don't do this. But I think I can trick them into getting onto the podcast if I upgrade. If we make enough money from this podcast to upgrade to the $50 a month tier, I can get there a one line from them. I'm very excited about this. Anthony Birch, if you're listening to this, please come be on our podcast. All right. You ready? Oh, you know it. Let's get going. Okay. Let's get rodin'. Uh, when we last adjourned, you were all drunk and going to Amara's dorm room to sleep off the evening. Level up to level two. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, I think y'all had enough fun last time to get that level up. I had a great time last yeah. time. You wake up, the sound of your alarm clock going off. It is a horrible sound. You all wake up and the light uh, shines into your eyes, immediately blinding you. You don't feel like deathly hungover, but certainly like you had a really good time last night. You look at your alarm and in your drunken stupor, you set the alarm for when the test is beginning. Oh, great. And not oh. not to account the commute time to get across campus over there. Oh, fuck. Okay, up, up, everybody up. We gotta go. 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 What? What? Yeah, test more is minutes. starting. No, test is starting now. No, we have up, like, up, like half an Let's go. I ray of frost your pillow to get oh, to wake you up. Oh, my God. Up. Okay, fine, fine, fine. 
The test is starting now. You all uh, rush to get out of Amara's room. You slept pretty well for the fact that you only slept about three hours and you rush across campus. You're about four minutes late when you burst through the doors and you enter into the warehouse and see a group of people just staring at you. This group is the adjudicators of this test. You have Core, historian of Claria, uh, Cade Felsol, who is the deputy headmaster of the Moonflower Academy, uh, Osric the Bear, uh, which is the military headmaster of Moonflower Academy, and Alwyn Wolfgate, who is the head archivist. And you see that they all like look at you as you burst through the door as a waft of silence. You can see that they're not like judging you, but this is the first time you've been late in your four attempts. Now five attempts. Good morning. They sort of nod and look at you. How how did you sleep? You can tell that there's something off. And at first you think it's because you're late. And then you hear a hearty, hearty, hearty ass laugh. Just. (laughs) And you see that there is a uh, another person with them, one that you have not seen before and one that should not be overseeing this type of field test. I'm going to explain the Material Pantheon really quick, just for both our listeners at home and everyone sitting at this table. The Material Pantheon is the council that democratically rules over Claria. These 16 are responsible for ending the century void uh, by killing the god of death. Since then, they have brought great prosperity to Claria by funding research uh, in the military of Moonflower Academy, being intensely transparent and communicative members of society, and guiding the people through the dark beginning of the fourth age that we are in now. They show grace by letting their positions be democratically voted for, and above all, they devote themselves to the advancement of Claria as a unified and peaceful nation. They are extremely public-facing, with a rumor that they know every person in Claria, which is a population of roughly 200 million. Standing in front of you is a... He's not standing, sorry. He's sort of in like a squat. Tall, looking, fit human man with long salt and pepper hair that's tied up in a high ponytail. Uh, He's adorned in silver makeup, silver jewelry, and basic clothes. His white button-up shirt has silver leaf pattern threads, and his pants have velvet flower patterns. His eyes are different color. The right is slate with a white pupil, and the left is gold, but it's strange. Within the gold iris and black pupil, there is another gold iris and black pupil, and then another gold iris and black pupil, and it sort of like goes on infinitely within his eye. And on his throat is a silver tattoo, brilliant on his dark skin of a raven's skull. Uh, One of the four ravens, the leader of the four ravens, the sovereign of the material pantheon, Augustus Old Buck. <laughs> he is down sort of in a squat and he has a bowl of soup in his hands. And he's sort of eaten the soup. What kind of soup is that? Oh, it's a minestrone. 
Made us drowning. Yeah. You make it yourself? Yeah. Wow. You got to share that recipe with me. Oh, if you... yeah. Howdy, everyone. My name is Augustus. You can call me Gus or August, whatever you like. I'm here promptly uninvited because I was curious to see how the test that about a hundred of Rowan's finest have failed. How y'all doing? You know? Great. I'm doing good. as good as doing. I don't oh, think I good. have ever been better in my life. I don't think. No. Anyway, about that long rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we sort of, um, we we made sure to get quite the night of sleep before lots such of a test. Yeah, all right. Gore told yes. me y'all were on a little assignment for friendship. Did that go well? We uh, we had tea. Yeah, we did have tea. Oh, that's tea. good. Yes. We made yeah. tea. Right. We, bit of a sleepover. A bit yeah. of a sleepover. Yeah. Learned a bit about each other. Yes. Yeah. I, would say I, we I were taught friends. them some really cool games. Yes. Great. Yes. I know that she was games. quite excited about y'all. She told me you. she picked you three specifically to go first, and then Gore goes, I did not do that. <laughs> Well, regardless, I have faith in your ability. I'm quite excited to see how this goes. Us too. Um, you know, we we have thought a lot about the last attempts, and I feel we are confident that uh, we can do better this time. Well, all right. Good luck. And he stands up, like downs his soup in one gulp, and walks off with the other uh, uh, members, leaving Cade. Cade is a 5'7 man, uh, short, clean-cut hair, well-trimmed beard, rectangular wireframe glasses, and onyx jewelry, arms, at least his forearms that you can see are covered in tattoos. He's a very tired-looking man. Um, Formal shirt is wrinkled with a few stains. His claim to fame, other than the being the deputy headmaster, is the explosive arguments he gets into with his kid. They disagree on just about everything. Many who live on campus have discussed the shouting from the admin wing and the recent flooding of Cade's office due to one of their more explosive fights. Uh, Cade has looked slightly and perpetually damp since then. Hey guys, good to see you. Uh, likewise. How you doing today? Great. Good. Yeah. All right. Living life. Three, I'm ready. Six, Welcome to the field agent test. The goal for this iteration is restoration. An artifact has been taken from an ancient site that is not to be touched. Your goal is to find it, recover it, and restore it. Three steps with multiple sub-steps. Uh, you'll start in the same place that you did in the last four attempts, a tavern. Uh, find accurate intel. There will be red herrings that could lead you the wrong way. Uh, secure the artifact and return it to its rightful place. This is an illusory room, as you know, so once you finish each section of the test, it will send you to the next portion of the test. Real world won't be like that, uh, but we have about 120 applicants and only about an hour to test each one of them. I also want to mention that this is your fifth and final attempt at this. Uh, You're able to re-register for this program next year. Regardless, good luck. Cade leaves, writing some stuff down on his clipboard, and you see symbols on the wall start to light up, and the illusory magic is activated. You are standing in the middle of a sprawling tavern. A few actors run in to play different roles, and you hear a disembodied voice say, The test has begun. You three are in a tavern, as all great missions start. 
it feels real. Moonflower has been working on these illusory rooms for for years. It's completely immersive and to the untrained eye can completely trick people into a false reality. However, it's not all perfect. It doesn't do people perfectly. There's always something kind of off. The tavern is bustling with life. You hear music playing, but there's no band, which is a design flaw. What would you like to do? I think we should split uh, split up, and if we're looking for clues to find out this artifact, do we know what artifact we're looking for? And do we know the name? How much do we know? Uh, yeah. You do not know the name. Uh, you know that what it looks like. You you know that it was stolen by some yes. bandits. Mm-hmm. You're looking for specifically a stone orb. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to roll a perception check to see if you can find any people who might look intelligent about this type of that. thing. Yes. Um, is there a notice board anywhere in the tavern or just outside of it? Like where people would post wanted posters, jobs they, they need done, etc. Yes, there is. But as you as you look at it, you you notice that this there is no uh, missing orb kind of thing. Well, that's <laughs> I was more looking for like locations where like there's been an uptick in uh, thefts in general, like reports of yeah. bandits, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there there is reports of uh, banditry and general mayhem happening in the connected forest that this tavern is near. And uh, it says to avoid specifically like the northeastern portion of the forest because there seems to be the most activity there. Any identifying features of the bandits or anything like that? Could not find anything on that. Hell yeah. What's up? Uh, I got a 19. A 19? I got a I got a five. <laughs> on a five, uh, the, the tavern keeper looks really nice. <laughs> well, I'm going to go talk to them. <laughs> Great. 19. You look around and you see a couple people that look like they have some know-how. The tavern keeper is one of them. She is looking around. You notice that tavern keepers in general have a lot of knowledge of the goings-on around. You see like a group of knights that are all like nursing wounds, like they've just gotten beaten up or something like that. And then you notice like in the corner there's a there's a hooded stranger who who bears a knife on the table that is nursing a drink. I'd like to Start by going up to the the knights and just as I see them sort of nursing their wounds. Yeah. Um, just to go up to them and say, excuse me, terribly sorry. I hope I'm not bothering you. Um, th- thought perhaps I could ask you just a couple of questions if you have the time. Looks like I don't have a choice. What's up? Well, um... I just wanted to, I just noticed, I couldn't help but notice that uh, you seem to be nursing some wounds and... Yeah, it's unfortunate. I've heard some terrible rumors of some bandits in the in the nearby fort. You know, I was wondering what might, if you might have uh, any, you know, knowledge of that or if you've run into them perchance. Why do I have to tell you anything? And you see that he's like looking at a script written on his <laughs> hand. Well, you don't have to tell me anything, but perhaps... I could aid you in healing those wounds quickly. Roll persuasion check. Come on, baby. Classic D&D. No, that's a seven. Fuck off. I'm not telling you shit. <clears throat> Righto. Listen, um, is that, is that a tattoo? Where? I'm just right here. Oh, yeah. that Yeah. It's very lovely. Who, Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, 
did you do it yourself or? Uh, no, uh, my wife's friend did it. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, well, it looks quite lovely. It suits you very well. Thank you. All right. Have a wonderful evening, you all. You too. Fuck. Uh, you walk up to the tavern keeper. Hi, how can I help you? Well, howdy. I'm just here because I was wondering. Now, a lot of people come into your tavern, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Well, by the way, I'm so proud to introduce myself. My name's Honey. Hi. What's your name? Clarissa. Clarissa. So lovely to meet you. Now, I was just around town. I was just looking, I, and I had heard that there were bandits around here. Oh, my and goodness. I just want to make is. sure I should not know where I'm looking for where I shouldn't go. Like, where are all the bandits so I know where not to go? Well, they have traps all over the northern, northeastern portion of the entire forest. You really want to avoid that part. Uh, specifically, there's a there's a clearing up in the north most northern tip of the forest, there's a bunch of cave systems around there uh, where they keep their sort of uh, operate business operation going. Mm. Oh, so I should definitely not go there. Definitely don't go I there. Definitely, I don't think I will. Yeah. Now, if is there like an accidental path I could accidentally walk down that would accidentally lead me there? Because I want to make sure that I accidentally don't walk down that yeah, path. Yeah, if you walk around the perimeter of the forest, that'll take you uh, directly to their camp. They have a little, they have a little, it's not necessarily like the main path that leads to it, but they have have sort of an offshoot direction. It's really easy to catch if you're walking on the main road, so that's fine, but you should definitely avoid the perimeter path. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, um, are these bandits, these bandits steal things? Oh, definitely. Are they, what have they stolen? They've stolen from you? Oh, they've stolen treasures from all over the town. It's all over the place. Oh, my God. Someone's got to do something. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Has anyone done anything? I was, so, actually, some of those knights over there, uh, uh, they tried. They they got, like, maybe 10 feet in, and they just got, you know, beaten to hell. Really? Yeah. Wait, I want go. I should go talk to them. Yeah, and then I think that uh, that hooded stranger over there, who's nursing the nursing the beer, I think he was a former associate. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh wow! Thank you so much, Clarissa. Of course. Oh my god! Can I give you a high five? No. Okay. Well, I had to ask because I always like to ask before yeah. I make contact with someone. I'm what? not corporeal, so sort of, it'll just go through my hand. Okay. <laughs> I'll high five myself. Great. Anyway, I'm gonna walk over to the knights first. Great. What's up? What do you want? Oh, I was just over here, and I heard that you actually got into some little bit of a tussle with the bandits. Yeah, those fucking bandits. What do you? I, why? Why do I have to tell you information? Well, you don't have to tell me anything. I just wanted to make sure that you were okay. I heard that. I mean, I can easily see that all of you got hurt in the head, and I'm no medic or anything, but I just want to make sure you're okay. And Roll persuasion check. Fifteen. 15, okay. They kind of look at you with like, uh, their looks kind of like soften a bit and goes, well, we're, we're doing all right. You know, we're nursing, we're nursing the wounds. Well, what happened? Well, we, we found the entrance to the bandit camp and we, uh, you know, did a little uh, direct head on action and it just didn't, it didn't really work. Mm, so, yeah, be kind of snaky. I would imagine so. Mm, yeah, I mean, are y'all, are they wearing like a bunch of like heavy armor? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm, that armor must be going clink clank when you're walking around. Yeah, unfortunately, this armor is a little too, uh, too beefy. They hurt us pretty quickly, even when we were trying to like, you know, sneak around the forest to get to their main entrance. And then, you know, all, all hell broke loose. Mm, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. I mean, yeah, I was just talking to Clarissa over there and she was saying how dangerous it is and all these paths that get up there and like the perimeter and things like that. Yeah. But like, what path did you walk up? I want to make sure I don't walk up the Oh, we path. walked up the main path. So you walked up the main path. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That, 
I have to make sure I shouldn't just walk right up that path. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure I know where not to go. It's a good idea. But if you want to, like, you know, face them head on, that's that's the way to go. Oh, well, thank you so much. I didn't get your name. John. <laughs> well, John, my name is Honey, and it has just been a joy to talk to you. But I'm going to go talk to that man over there, too, because i am just been checking in on everyone. I walk over to the hooded figure. Great. Is there anything you'd like to <laughs> do, I also Kit? wanted to go over to the hooded figure. You go over to the hooded figure? What are you doing, Eamon? I was also planning on going. Okay, you all all three of you sort of converge on the hooded figure at the same time. And he looks up and he goes, what do you want? (gasps) Oh, what a lovely voice you have. Thanks. Howdy, friend. Do you have a name? Ferguson. Ferguson. Now, you just look so tired over here. I am. What's been going on? Well, my bandits kicked me out, and now I'm just drinking upon this beer. Oh, they kicked you it's out. All the, it's all I can afford. Wait, why'd they kick you out? Oh, uh, because I wanted to steal from the rich and give to the poor, and they didn't like that. Oh, man. They you... wanted to sell black market artifacts to museums. <gasps> black market artifacts? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, not... they stole this orb from a cave, and they were like, this will make us a bunch of money if we sell it to museums. Okay. Oh, wow. That's where the real money is, stealing from heritages. From where? From heritages. Oh, well. Anyone else want to say something? And um, this orb, they... How recently was this? Do they still have it in their possession? Yeah, they still they should still have it. It was about three days ago. Three days ago. I think and they're waiting for the highest bid. Understood. Understood. Uh, do you know anything about the object like um any sort of details on what it is unfortunately i was not on the extraction mission all i know is they got the orb and now it's hidden in their treasure room this might seem like kind of a weird question um how personally are you feeling about your former associates at the moment i'm not sure i'm a fan of that question I, no, what are you up to? No murder involved. They were my friends. No, and we're just wondering if you'd want to get a little nonviolent revenge. We've we've heard about the orb, and we also have some interest in it. So, roll persuasion. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. But all right. You're just interested in getting the orb. That's it. That's all. We want to get the orb. Get out. Well, my information comes at a price. Name it. Another beer. Done. Uh, absolutely. I will. What What do you like? Do you like lighter, darker, uh, you know, pale, IPA? I like an IPA. <laughs> All right. Hazy or sort of just double. Do you like a double IPA? Help? Sure. All right. Um, right. I'll go to the barkeep. Huh? Do you have any, you know, strong IPAs on tap? Oh, yeah, of course. All right. We got this Dragon's Breath IPA. I, I've heard lovely things about it. I'll take um, I'll take one of those. Great. Here you go. Thank you. How much do I owe you? A hundred gold. I'm joking. Five gold. That was a great joke. I will give you five gold. <laughs> I'll give you seven gold. And um, go back to, to the figure, Ferguson, and gently place down. The mug in, or the, the stein or whatever it is in front, right. of, in front of them. You're just looking to get the artifact and get out. Is that right? That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's a back way 
There's a secret path behind the bandit encampment. There's a there's a, a a window that leads directly into the treasure room. And if you if you get in and get out, not setting off any of the traps, the window is trapped, and the, the pedestal that holds the, the orb is also trapped. What kind of trap? It's a the window, I do not know. They change it quite frequently, but the the, the pedestal orb. It's weight-based. You gotta find something that's the same weight of the orb. Now, would you say this orb weighs more or less than, like, a baby cow? I have no idea. But now, like, is it a little bit of, you know, huh? Or like a, huh? I do not know. I rolled a natural two on my intelligence check. Is this a uh, first or second story window? This is a third story third window. Third story window. All Can right. I get like some kind of read on this guy? Yeah. See how honest he's being? Yeah. All right. Inside check. Uh, dirty 20. Uh, he is he is both uh, being very truthful, and you can tell that he is still very hurt about his friends kicking him out of their cool bandit club. Oh, no. How you doing? <laughs> Immediately bursts into tears. Oh, no. <laughs> Ferguson, Ferguson, I'm so hey. sorry, sweetie. That's hey. a- no, no, tell me more. Tell me more. And? I just thought I could trust them. They were my friends. <gasps> and they did they betray you? They betrayed me. Oh, how'd they betray you? They didn't think of my cool cryptocurrency idea. Oh. You haven't. Can you tell me more? Yeah, so what we do is we, what we do is we take money and then we rip it up and then sell the individual bits of the money online. And by online, I mean we send it by donkey and we say that this bit of money is equal to the value of the full thing of money. And by that evaluation, we can say that all of those bits of money are, are worth the, the entire money. Therefore, we are tricking the banks into thinking that we are lucrative. I, you can see that the actor playing Ferguson is is really into crypto. <laughs> I, oh, wow. That is Ferguson. You know so much. You are so smart. Thank you. You're so smart. Right. I think, you know, before we lose the light or the night, um, we should get a move Let's on. go. No, but actually, Amen, if you want to, like, hook me up, like, hit me up about this, because no. I think this will be... A- I, I, will, I'll con- I will call you. Cool. Yes. Cool. And I stand up. <laughs> All right. Good luck on your travels. Bye, Ferguson. Bye, Joe. Bye, Clarissa. Uh... They all say bye at the same time in a really creepy kind of way. Oh. Bye. 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 I was going to we all do it at the same time. Yeah. Bye. bye. Um, <laughs> uh, so you decide to follow the hooded stranger's route. Following their instructions, you are taken to this back entrance. I need everyone to roll a stealth check, please. I was, I was about to As say. As we're leaving the tavern, I'm going to cast mage armor on I, myself. I yeah. have, while we're. While we're walking up, though, if there's still time, like yeah. While we're so basically, up. the entire room shifts into uh, sort of this area, and okay. you're like, you know, maybe twenty feet behind the. the okay, thing. there's a. I need I need a group opinion on what risk to take here. I technically, because of my chainmail, have disadvantage on stealth checks. So as a group, or in, I guess to the group, I go, should I remove the armor? And make myself way easier to damage. And by that, I mean like double the chances of me getting hit. Or do I keep the armor, but 
have, you know, a higher chance that they hear me. How dexterous would you say you are? Not at all. And that, I mean, on a scale of negative five to positive five, it's a negative one. (laughs) How easy are you to hit? Without your armor? What's your armor class with no armor? On a scale of 1 to 20, right now I'm at an 18. I would say without it, on a scale of 1 to 20, probably about a 9. Wow! That's really interesting. That is a hoot to know. Above the board table talk, I could cast Mage Armor on you instead, and that would get you up to a 12 without armor. Without armor? That a risk have, we want to take, and then I would have no, wouldn't have disadvantage on stealth. Um, I feel like if the goal is to, if we're trying to do espionage and we're not trying to kill the bandits and get out, I would say it's maybe a wor- a risk okay. worth taking. I could also theoretically, I could keep my shield and keep myself at an eleven, and so then I just remove the chainmail. So. The wording of Mage Armor is you touch a willing creature who isn't wearing armor and it gives them a base armor uh, a base armor class of 13 plus its dex modifier. Would a shield negate that? A shield would not negate that. If I'm wrong, I don't care. Cool. <laughs> I mean, so then we can do both. But if it minimum gives you a base of it anyway. Well, it, that, I mean, that would be your base and then your shield would add on to it. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, great, great, it's, great. it's not armor, so okay, it doesn't wonderful. cancel it out. So then I'll keep the shield then, because that'll give me plus two. So I'll just take off the chain mail. Great. Cool. Okay, so then... Then yes, I, ca- I cast major armor on you. Instead um, of yourself? Yes. Okay. And okay. remember, death isn't real here. So then my armor class would be what? So it'd be, um, so it'd be 14. 13 plus your dex modifier, which is negative, negative one, one, so 14. 14. Great. Yeah. It's more worth it for... More stealth, and also you're not a nine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As you're as All you're right. planning this out and talking, you hear like outside of the illusion, you hear just a muffled "fuck yeah, teamwork," <laughs> and it's very obviously the voice of Core who is just cheering you on. <laughs> okay, Hell yeah. So about that stealth check. Yeah. Okay. What did everyone get on their stealth? I'll go last. <laughs> I got a three. I got a dirty 20. I got a 24. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so you two are like sneaking perfectly and you make your way up and you see that there is in fact a third story window. Uh, you see that there is some sort of like maybe electrical barrier on it, maybe some sort of magical barrier on it. Um, but as you're observing it, you hear behind you this very distinct sound of Amon falling flat on his face and then the shield bouncing and hitting every stone on the way of its slide. Can I try and catch it with a mage hand before it gets too far? Yeah, I think that's e- uh, that's an easy. Just you like grab it. It's before. a cantrip. And be like, ah. yeah, you grab it before it like makes like a really really loud sound. I'll float it back to you. Yeah, and you hear hand it. I'm gonna roll uh, perception for. Ooh. For some of the easy to surrounding spot. bandits. Oh, Jesus. Wow. That is a nine, a six, a seven, and a four. Period. Yes. So there's a moment where a couple of them like look and kind of like peer around trying to see you, but like you just laying flat on the ground, not moving. They're like, hello? 
So anyway, what I was saying was that, and then they continue on with their with their conversation. I want to hear their conversation. So anyway, I was, uh, you know, I, I was trying to cook this new food, right? But it like called for octopus, and I think I ate, I got the wrong octopus. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So I I, I think that I might have gotten that poisonous puffer fish that everyone's talking about. You know, it's like, you know, really popular up in New Oralia. Yeah. Oh shit. Did you? And yeah, I just didn't know how to cut it. So I, I kind of, I think I, 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 uh, okay. So I notch an arrow I notch an oh. arrow. Now I'm not shooting them. I'm not shooting them. <laughs> um, and I, I look up at the third story window, the one, there's only one window yeah. or is there multiple? There's third? just one window. Okay. Um, I'm like, should I break that glass? It looks like it has magic on it. Yeah. Oh, wait a moment. I'm not, fi- I'm not firing I know, yet. I, know. I just got my. I'm just answering. I'm answering your question. We're good. Um. Does it does it look like we could theoretically climb? Yeah. Up there. I okay. got rope. Yeah, but you also see that there is this sort of magical barrier that is over the window. Yeah. I don't think it hurts if I shot an arrow and see what happens. It'll uh, probably alert all the bandits. Yeah. Though, an arrow hitting glass is loud. I'm gonna cast detect magic. Hmm. I just want to see what the magic on the window is all about. Uh, it is a a type of magic that will alert someone specifically uh, if the window breaks, and specifically if an object larger than a like hefty boulder goes through the window. Okay. You do not know if like hitting it will will immediately dissipate it and alert the person. It's like a single okay, use. Okay, okay. I, I have an idea. I have an idea. If I can get up there, because the, the enchantment seems like if it's broken or if a large object passes through it, I have both Mage Hand and I can cast uh, a spell that will create an invisible servant that can perform a task for me. If... I can get up there and we have something that is the correct weight of the orb. We could feasibly get that right. through the window without mm-hmm. even getting close to triggering the spell in that way. How far away is this window? It is a third story window, so about 35 feet. Okay, 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 okay. Do you have anything that could be, we don't, because we we don't know what the, um. we don't know what the weight of the, the orb thing will be. Do I have my bag of sugar on me? <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> you can say whatever you we want, and I will work with whatever you Roll a d20. Luck check. And then just tell you the number? Yeah. That's a five. That's a five. You do not have your bag of sugar okay, with you. Okay, y'all, I forgot my bag of sugar. Can we look for a rock that is like small that I think would be smaller than what would set off the alarm, but yeah, fairly heavy. Yeah. Very easily. You just find like a rock that, that could be, be tossed through. I also, for some reason in my inventory have uh, a little bag of sand. (laughs) Pocket sand. Like it literally says a little bag of sand. So I can also use that like in combination. Yeah. Okay. Now hard part getting me up there. I mean, I got some rope. Cool. Well, I got my lasso, but I have to, you know, undo all the knots and right. shit. Okay. Of course. Um, uh, uh, let me see. 
I don't have much that can help you there. What is the building made out of? It's it's a very rudimentary built building. It's very large. So wood, straw, maybe some stones, maybe like rudimentary cement. Now, hear me out. I shoot next to the window with the rope tied to it. We get Batman climb up. Yeah, we Batman climb up. I can sure try. And I so can I <laughs> to shoot it <laughs> with a rope tied to it up there. Hell yeah. But, uh would you like to do that? I think we can. That's Fuck yeah, roll shot. sleight of hand. Sleight and then hand roll. Or an attack. Let's do sleight of hand. Cause I think it's successful because you're just gonna hit the side of the wall, but this is on how like how well you aim it. That's going to be a 14. A 14. Cool. Uh, you land it just on the side of the window, but it's like a little bit under. Um, and then you start to climb up. Can I get a boost from one of you who's I taller? Don't yes, be mean. I can, I'm not very ab- strong. Absolutely, yes. I will um, attempt to roll <gasps> a strength like Quiet. Strength? Just, yeah. just base strength? Just base strength. Okay. Or Please. athletics. I swear to God, if this dice... Swear to God. Okay, it's not terrible. 15. 15? Cool. Uh, you get up a good height and start to climb up, roll an athletics check. Okay. 10. 10? It's slow. That's fine. Which slow uh, allows people to roll another perception check to see if they catch you. Ooh. You see that one guard uh, as you climb up, Eamon and Honey, you look over and see one guard like kind of notices some rustling and starts to walk towards you. I fire an arrow into the woods. Yeah. With some leaves attached to it to make some rustling noises when it lands. Hell yeah. You fire. Um, the guy goes, what? And you see the little exclamation point up here over his head, like Metal Gear Solid. As he's like walking towards you, he looks over and starts to walk away. Kit, you're right next to the window. What do you do? I'm going to try and carefully open it. Cool. Roll a sleight of hand. If I use my mage hand, can I use my, my spellcasting ability instead of dexterity? Sure. Cool. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so, much higher bonus. Ooh, that's a 21. 21 with a very, uh, it's very slow, but you manage to open the window. Okay. And then I'm going to attempt, I'm going to cast Unseen Servant into the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give it the rock and the sand and say, can you, well, what do I see in the room first? Uh, you see just hella treasure. Um, and then in the center of the room, you see that there is a sort of pedestal that has this hunk of stone orb on it. Okay, I'm going to ask the unseen servant to swap the orb with this rock sand combo. Great. Very carefully. Cool. Great. Uh, yes. You see that the unseen servant, uh, uh, what do you say exactly? I say. What is the exact command? The exact command is. Replace that orb with this object that I'm giving you without disturbing the, uh, is it a, was it a pressure plate or is it an enchantment? It's like a pressure, pressure plate. Without disturbing the pressure plate underneath. Okay. The unseen servant is going to roll. What is your dexterity modifier? Are you sure it wouldn't be my spellcasting What modifier? is your dexterity magic, modifier? It's a plus two. <laughs> It is a representation of you. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to have you roll. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Tension. Yeah. Please roll dexterity ah. for the Unseen Servant. 17. 17. Cool. With a 17, you see that it very 
slightly replaces it and then successfully sets the the bag where the orb was. And you and see I that it, it sort of like looks at the at the orb and then looks at you because you're up on a third story window and it's down on a ground level. Oh, yeah. so how far is it away from me now? Uh, it's about 35 feet. 35 feet? Yeah. Okay. Semantics question here. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Depend. So it's like if it's a full like human person size and yeah. it holds it above its head as far as it can go, is it still 35 feet? It or does that be, lower it to 30 feet? I would say <laughs> uh, that it would lower it to, yeah, I would say 30 feet. Okay, then well, I will. That's like 27 feet. Okay. Yeah. Then I will cast my mage hand and have the mage hand bring it back up to me. Cool. How much can a mage hand carry? Um, 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Cool. As you are grabbing onto the orb, your mage hand like wraps its hand around it and then it doesn't move. Fuck. And you see and you look over and see that the pedestal, the little pressure plate is starting to very slowly go down as you are off by a couple pounds. Okay, um, I'm just going to see if I can have the unseen servant walk out the back door because it's an unseen servant. It's it's invisible. I'm going to ask it to as stealthily as you can sneak out the back door to the woods. (laughs) Okay, it's invisible. Okay. But the, so it'll they'll see like a floating orb. I, that's why I said as stealthily as you can. What is your stealth modifier? Plus two. Plus two. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you roll stealth okay. for the unseen servant. <laughs> I rolled another fifteen, so it's a seventeen again. Amen and Honey, you see three guards go. Hey, hey, what's going on? As they start to run over towards you, towards, um, me? towards you two that are sitting at the standing at the base of this. How far away are they? They're about 20 or 25 feet. 25 feet. How close to proximity within each other are they? Uh, they're like five feet within each other. Okay, I'm going to cast sleep. <laughs> what do they have to roll? So I have to roll 5d8. Yeah. And that is the amount of hit points it affects. And then according to this text, at least, it says starting from the lowest number of hit point creature. Yeah. Above, it just expends whatever amount of hit points I roll and however many creatures it like fit with their HP fits within yeah. that, those creatures fall asleep. Hell yeah. So I'm going to roll the 5d8 now. You see that the unseen servant in the back door isn't in this treasure room. It starts to like walk out into the hallway. Okay. Um, I'll have you roll a perception check for the unseen servant to see if it can find the back door. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. What was that 5d8? 5d8 and I rolled 26. So 26. 26 HP. Cool. All three of them are like, hey, what's. And then. Oh, I think it's. And then they like immediately fall asleep. Great. Yeah. The unseen server, what was your perception check? 16. 16. The unseen server kind of like looks around, looks around, and sees that the one hallway like goes down. And and you see that the unseen servant goes out of, of view. You now have to trust that the unseen servant will magic, find its way. And I'm going to start sort of climbing slash sliding down the road. Yeah. Would you like to go meet it at the back door or what would you like to do? If I can, yes. Cool. You see Amara like run over sort of around trying to roll a perception check, see if you can find the back door. Can I get my lasso back? Yeah. Can I lasso those three? Sure. <laughs> can I tie them up? Yeah. Nice. You run over and tie them up. That gives some other guards the chance to see if they can find you. I'm stealth though. Roll self check again. Yeah. Should I also? Yeah. Okay. I mean, depends on what you'd like to do. I'm I, as soon as I put them to sleep, 
I that was like a nat 20 to... plus five. Not 20. Fuck okay, yeah. you are fucking stealth as you're tying them up. As soon as I put them to sleep, I probably would lie. <laughs> lo- I would immediately lie low again, kind of like Kronk. Great. In the group. Yeah, you don't have um, to. You don't have to roll stealth. I okay. am going to then. What's the closest tree to me? Uh, there's a tree over. There's like a. There's a tree maybe 10 feet away over in the forest line. Okay. Can I hide behind that tree? Notch an arrow towards the guards that are tied up. Yeah. Cool. As you run over, you find the back entrance to the uh, bandit encampment. You see there are some guards, but they're like looking in in opposite directions. Hell yeah. And you just have to wait to see if your unseen servant makes it. Okay. Roll another perception check. Uh, 15. 15. With a 15, there's a few moments. And then you just see running down the hallway is a floating rock that's bobbing and bobbing and bobbing and bobbing and bobbing and it tosses the rock the stone at you and as you catch it it's fucking heavy it's way heavier than you thought it was and i'm gonna just i'm going to um stealthily dart back into the woods and send a message to each of my compatriots that i have the herb hell yeah as you as you grab the and start to run, orb and start to run towards the forest, the entire environment shifts once again, and you are at a cave mouth. You see on the ground are carriage tracks that lead to where you came from, and as you enter the cave, uh, the mouth shuts behind you and torches are lit aflame. Uh, this is where you need to take the orb. All right. You enter into a room. It is an open chamber covered in um, small circular groupings of statues. So just like there's one group of statues here, one group of statues here, one group of statues. There's a bunch of those. Um, uh, In the center of each circular grouping is an etched statement in common. In order to gain all knowledge, one must know where to start. Count on your enemies to reveal the source of the secret. This room is dedicated to the defeat of all monsters within. There are seven groups of statues in total. One gruesome werewolf, a trio of gnolls, a grinning beholder, two trolls, five kobolds, two gelatinous cubes, and three orcs. Uh, You see under each statue is a little bronze plaque that states the name of the creature. Uh, And on the farthest side of the room is a blocked off pathway uh, uh, with a plaque on it with no writing on it. You know a thing or three about magic, don't you? I'd like to think I do, yeah. Can't you, like, use your brain or something and, like, see if there's something going going on up on these yonders? <laughs> and then you, you got eyes, don't you? You could say that. Uh, better than mine. Uh, Can you, like, look around for, you know, just, like, kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Look at things. Absolutely. And um, I'll stand here and look well, pretty. It depends. Do you want me to just look at them or do you Well, want what do you think you should be looking at? I should just look at them. Well, no, no, that's not me dragging you. No, it it's me dragging me. Uh, well, hey baby, the wagon can be fixed one day, so don't keep dragging it, okay? That's very supportive of you. Thank you. I try to be. Wow. Yeah. I'll so get my lasso back I after s- this fucking test. I sort of <laughs> I suppose You I already mean, got your lasso back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's see. Can I so- see or sort of, I guess no matter what, it sort of feels like investigation, but sort of figuring out if there's like a, a pattern to the numbering of these monsters, these creatures? Uh, roll an investigation check. That is a natural 20 minus one. 
<laughs> Still a critical success without an investigation check. Uh, you're looking at each grouping of the statues, and you notice that, you know, there's, as you're looking at one of the plaques, the fifth letter of kobolds is underlined. Mm. Uh, I go to the 12th creature in that order, and I want to look at it. It's a circular cropping, so there really is no start or end I want to go from... Uh, uh, did I say 12? 12. I want to go from L, from that, that kobold with the L. Yeah. I want to go 12 over. 12 little creatures over. Uh, so the, the, the two kobolds. Uh, you reach one of the... You go around in a circle, and you reach one of the trolls, and it's just... Think fucked up on one of the trolls? No. Is he Princess Poppy? I mean, roll an investigation check. Uh, that's going to be a nat 20 plus two. Jesus Christ. And that's uh, on gay people. Nat 20, you look around mm-hmm. and you look down at the plaque that says trolls. And you see that the second letter, uh, the two trolls, and that the second letter of trolls uh, is is sort of indented a little more. Almost like it was emphasized when when crossing it out or when when typing it out is there a plaque where the first letter of the name of the monster is different in some fashion investigation check dirty 20 <laughs> all the 20s uh, yes <laughs> um there are two the werewolf the first letter is indented a little bit more than the rest and the beholder is indented a little bit more. The B on the beholder is indented on it a little more than the rest. Does the plaque for the werewolf specifically say gruesome werewolf? No, it just says werewolf. Okay. Is there anything strange about one of them? About the werewolf? The like werewolf the statue? or the beholder? Uh, no. Between you two, you can intuit that there is a correlation between the amount of uh, monsters in the statue and the letter that was uh, underlined and or emboldened. And you can see that those collections of letters are starting to spell something out. My brain. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Puzzles, D and D, some real crunchy shit. <laughs> How do you spell Noel? G N O L L. Where'd the K come from? <laughs> I was thinking of the grassy knoll. I was thinking of the grassy, grassy knoll. knoll. I had the grassy knoll back at my home. Yeah. Could I specifically investigate the cubes? Yeah. What are you looking at? The uh, naming mm-hmm. on the, the cubes. Yeah. Uh, 14. It is gelatinous cubes. And the second letter, E, has a little bit of dirt on it. Yeah, a little bit of dirt on it. All right. Grand. Can I Thank go you. and look at the orc one? Yeah. And, like, really look at it. I was it. trying to find this out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can I just look at the orc sign? Yeah. Anything fancy about the sign? Uh, the C has some blood on it. Anything strange about the Knoll sign? Uh, the O has some blood on it. Uh, I would like someone to roll an Arcana check for me. Me, please. Uh, 16. A 16. You can see that the uh, there is some illusory magic over the orcs. Um, almost like they're in disguise. If we, like, physically interact with any of the like the statues like touch the names or or like you said there was dirt on one of them yeah if we try to rub that away i would was there dirt on the orcs yeah i would like a little bit of blood yes you see as you as you rub it away this sort of dust starts to fall off of it 
uh, and it it sort of uh, reveals that it was actually not three orcs; it was three dragons. Right now, I'm working with low bear and bear low, <laughs> which was one of the name of my cows. Low Barry, bear, low, low bear. bear. That's what I got. Yeah, that is, that I have is a L, possibility. I have an O, I have a W, that and I can a, spell yeah. the word bear. Owl bear. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I was not getting the number of the letter in the. I just. I just. Okay. Who has the It only took 20 minutes. Who has the best handwriting? Not me. Uh, who's the most dexterous? Uh, it's me. It's you. It's me. Can I go write uh, Owlbear on yeah. the empty sheet? You write Owlbear on the sheet, and immediately the the door sort of lights up and then opens. You walk into a long corridor that is covered in overgrowth. Vines spreading everywhere, and for a moment, it looks like they're moving. Corridor is about 60 feet in length. What would you like to do? Can I shoot an arrow down it and see just what happens? Yeah. I'll do that. As you shoot an arrow, you see that every vine in the room just starts to catches the arrow in midair and then, like, slams it on the ground. Well, we shouldn't walk that. No, I agree. Now, which one of you got fire on you? I do not. Well, we we have torches, perhaps. Again, back to the fire thing. Oh, but that's we're thing really losing out. Well, we actually, need fire. I might have, you know, like a tinderbox or something. I could try and freeze them. Ooh. I could, Ooh. I, oh my God, I could try and freeze them. And if that doesn't work, uh, I do have a tinderbox and a torch. So I'll start, I got a chisel. I'll start I'm shooting off uh, rays of frost down the hallway and then take and then like toss a rock or something to see if it affects the vines. Uh, you see that the ray of frost, it slows them down, but it does not completely freeze them. Uh, so they just more slowly grab the rock and just kind of like hold it there. Okay. However, with the movement, you see that it opens up like a little bit of the actual ground. Okay. Yeah. And as you like look, there are little pockets here and there of actual ground. Do I get the sense that if I iced enough over it would give us a little more of leeway what do you mean what like would it actually help if we tried to traverse trying to freeze the vines you can intuit that it would give you like a little bit more reaction time to them okay. uh going after you last resort perhaps we can see what happens if we um sort of set them on fire now uh light the tip of my arrow on fire and i won't shoot one of them all right. Can we do that? Um, I will attempt to just use my tinderbox to sort of start like a, a fire or something, maybe on the torch, and then I'll use the torch to maybe light the arrow or something. If anything catches, I'm going to use thaumaturgy to, inc to increase the size of the I'll flames. be quick. I'm already, I'm already got an arrow knocked, and I'm looking exactly at um, the motherfucker I want to shoot. Cool. Do I have to fire do an arrow. Draw, okay. Roll an attack. That's going to be a 26. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. Uh, you hit a single arrow on the ground, and it starts to catch fire, but immediately other vines attack it and snuff out the flame Ugh. before. Even if I can magically uh You cannot enlarge. quick enough okay. is the thing. Mm. Like, if you, if you had an action to cast Thaumaturgy... Uh, to do it, it would work, but unfortunately, they're faster than than an action. Damn. And okay. Is this happening like even when like 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 the the objects just in air? Yeah. And they like burst out into the air yeah. and do it. It does. Do I get the sort of sense that like it's like even those little pockets of exposed ground that even if you stepped onto one of those that they would still 
Would you like to try and throw yeah, something onto a like pocket just try of exposed to like ground? Pick up like a rock and just try to aim it on the exposed ground to see if like yeah. going in that direction, it'll still try. Yeah. And when you uh, you toss it and try to land it like perfectly on that exposed ground, you do. And you notice that it's not necessarily their awareness. It's the speed of the object that's flying through the air oh, okay. that's causing them oh, to react. Okay. And as you as it lands in the exposed pocket, nothing happens. Okay. So we have to be very sneaky, I suppose. Slow and well, steady wins the race, I guess. I know a thing or three about being sneaky. I, I know next to nothing about it. Yeah, I'm really small. Look at me. And then I do a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> just in one spot. I kind of go side you don't to move. side. You just go side to side. <laughs> do a little dance. Yeah, my hair shakes a little bit. Hell yeah. Bounces. I love, love her so much. <laughs> and um, I'm so small, as you know, I can go through anything that's larger than me. It's kind of great, actually. I love being a little halfling. Now, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Lead the way. Uh, I'm I'm going to start going first. Cool. Do a uh, self check. Uh, I will have you actually roll an acrobatics check. Even better. Uh, and then I also need you, before you do that, I'd like for you to roll a perception check to see if you can find the path to follow. Uh, it's a 12. That's a 12? Okay. You can make it, you know, maybe a quarter to the third of the way through the room. You're slowly going from exposed point to exposed patch. Roll an acrobatics check to make sure that you can make the jumps and not step on anything. And then I would like everyone else to roll as well an acrobatics check. An acrobatics check. Oh, boy. All right. Nat 20 plus five. Woo! <laughs> oh, yeah. Right in the night, Fuck baby. yeah. 21. Done, Alan. 10? 10? So you're sort of like tripping and like falling to the side, but you are safe for now. Uh, you are doing perfect. You're just like graceful as fuck. You're doing, you know, <laughs> you're, you're fucking fossy dancing all over the place. Uh, and then you make it around, you know, that third of the way through and you realize you can't really see. I don't know where I'm going, y'all. <laughs> Do you have, wait, are we in the dog? No. Okay. No, I just, I There's just, life. Okay. yeah, I just, um, you know, my mom once called me a sack of spuds. Are you a sack of spuds? Well, I got a lot of eyes, but they're not looking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I can take really the, I can take the po the point on on it. Um, I mean, yeah, but don't fuck it up. I, there's a distinct possibility that that will happen. Well, you got to do the little dance first. Okay, I do a little dance, but yeah. it's sort of like the awkward, um, you know, roll a performance check. Man. <laughs> yeah. Sort of going for the awkward man in a club, but they went alone, hoping mm. to like kind of meet someone, but yeah. they're really socially awkward. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, that's actually. I mean, that's not terrible. Eleven. That's not bad. Cool. Kind of like you know, bouncing. That's a that's a around. great way to let people know what it's like in a in a yeah audio podcast. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> that's a little treat for us. <laughs> Patrons uh, yes. that don't exist yet. Yes. Roll a perception check. Okay. Perception, perception. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, very good, 22. 22, oh. hell yeah. You see Damn. the rest of the way there. Wonderful. You see the full path. Uh, I'd like everyone to roll an acrobatics check. I'd like to point that out. To get like through the second to both of you. part of the room. Oh, Ooh. wow. It's going to be a 13 for me. 13. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 17. 17. You make your way through the rest of the room, not disturbing any of the vines. As you approach the next room, you hear banging. Oh, cool. Uh, there's an open... 
there's an opening <laughs> leading to the next room. And as you enter, you see a massive stone creature that's sort of just running around, banging itself on walls and destroying things. You see, as it turns to you in the middle of its chest, there's a there's a cracked cavity where the orb would fit just fucking perfectly. It looks at you and you see it sort of like open its stone jaw to scream, but all you hear is the sound of two boulders like rubbing together. Mm. Oh, that's such a good sound. And with that, we'll go, we'll take a break. We'll go to the snack break. Thank you, snack. snack. Thank you, snack. Hell yeah. Imagine there are ads here. We still haven't been monetized. If you like us, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other podcast streaming services. Thank you very much. I hope we get monetized. This is all you can do. Everyone to roll initiative, please. We're back. Roll right. that initiative. Starting around the table, Kit. Seven. Seven. Uh, Honey. Uh, that's gonna be a seventeen. Seventeen. Iman. Seven. Goodness gracious. Honey, you're up. What's up? Oh, my Atlantis. Um, standing in front of you is this stone guardian. It has a cavity in its chest. It looks at you. There's not much else in this room. Okay, thank it's you for knowing like, what I was going yeah, yeah. about. There's, there's not much else in this room. It's probably like a semi-circular cap, uh, a chamber. Who's the strongest one here? Do you think you could throw me? <laughs> Perhaps. Do you, you, you think you could throw me with this fucking, Perhaps. with this stone? I can hold uh, the stone. I'm strong as shit. I may be strong maybe as I look to our gracious DM. Yeah. What's your strength modifier? Uh, modifier? Modifier is plus three. Plus three? Yeah, you can fucking my, my throw. Modifier. You can throw. I'm three one. Yeah. I can at least. I can at least. I don't know. Make an attempt. I think. Um, I, will, I will. I'll be like. I'm. Uh, I'm like. I look at. Uh, I look at Amen. I'm like, girl, you're gonna throw me. Throw me right at that motherfucking heart. Okay. I'm already my pussy, <laughs> and you're, I'm gonna cheer squat. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna milk the calf, and you're gonna just shoot him. Okay. Right. Righto. <laughs> do, do you think you can do that for me? <laughs> I will try my darndest. Because I don't want to fight this motherfucker. Will is dying. <laughs> There's a chip in my throat. Oh, no. You want a dick in there too? <laughs> uh, goodness gracious sakes alive. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Who has the stone? I do. You just can't take it from me. And so I'm actually surprisingly strong, by the yeah. way. I have a 15 strength. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> You're stronger than I am. Okay, so that's your turn. Amar, is there anything you'd like to do? Does this creature look intelligent at all? It looks like a statue that got animated and doesn't know where its heart is. Uh, don't okay. talk about Will like that. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Holy shit. Get meaner the later shit. it gets. Ow. <laughs> you look, I see you look at the fucking sound thing every time I cackle. <laughs> Heard Chef. The boots the house down, Chef. Boots the house down, <laughs> Chef. I'm, oh, God. Uh, I want to see if this works, so I'm going to just uh, back up a little bit and ready an ice knife for if it makes a move to attack one of us. Great. Or if this endeavor fails. Yeah. Eamon, you're up. What do you, what do you want to do? How, how, how far away is it? Like 10 feet. Oh, 10 feet. And oh. it's looking at you as it's like, as it's, it's going to charge at you. Okay, great. Then yes, I will attempt to throw, throw honey. You want me to throw you? <laughs> because once I get there, I can shove it in him. Heard. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I will attempt to pick up and throw <laughs> honey. And I will do it with this look of, 
utter trepidation of like there's no put your whole confidence absolutely into it. no way this is going to work but i will try it roll embassy into it god, athletics god okay so nine <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna fall to my fucking face? <laughs> Can I jump a little bit out of his hands? Like a like a cheer. We'll ju- say that you're helping because you're like fully on board and 100 consenting to this. Yeah. Okay, so, so can I do a so with advantage? Yeah, we'll advantage. say with advantage. Oh no, it's better. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, with a fifteen, you're able to underhand toss. <laughs> like I grab, I grab him by your collar and I just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like you're throwing a kid into a pool. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and and uh, there's like a little bit of air, and there's a little bit of da 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 da. Uh, and with a fifteen, I need you to roll a sleight of hand check. Father, son, house of Gucci. <laughs> oh no! That's gonna be a seven. You face plant into the fucking stone. <laughs> Uh, completely, completely missing. You land at its feet uh, with the stone heart. And and as you hit the ground, you look up as it is the stone guardian's turn well, and it looks to you. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Will? Um, No, no, actually, no, 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 no. I'm going to hold off. This Sorry. failed. Would that trigger my held action? Yeah. So I want to specifically try and aim the ice knife for its back feet. So I see if I can like freeze it to the floor. Cool. 15? 15? Yeah, you okay. you hit the ice knives directly at its ankles and it sort of freezes to the ground and it cannot move for this turn. Also make a deck save. Five. Uh, then you take 2d6 more cold damage. Cool. Seven. Seven. You I see didn't that, roll like, for the initial damage. God, plus one. <laughs> plus one. Dope. Uh, you see that it it takes that it takes that damage like a champ. Uh, it looks down to you and it reaches up to slam you. That is a... 21 to hit. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm down. And that's six points of damage. Oh, not bad, okay. Yeah. My turn? Yep. You're up. I'm gonna place it down in front of it and be like, I'm so sorry, and walk back to them. It looks at it and looks at you and picks it up, looks at it, and sort of like nods its head. It still thinks you are thieves. Get out! But it, it returns the stone heart to its chest and like stands back up straight. I I was walking back by the way. Yeah, You see it goes back into a full statue form and then a little puff of confetti shoots out from seemingly nowhere and you hear clapping from another room and then you hear, you especially hear the distinct sound of uh, Kor going that's what I'm fucking talking about! Yeah, and we all try to high five. five. (laughs) Um, It went very poorly. (laughs) However, immediately it stopped. Oh, great. The illusory room starts to dissipate, and you see standing in front of you is Augustus. And he's clapping for you, giving you a brilliant smile. I wipe the sweat off my brow and I go, well, damn, I didn't think I'd have that much energy to do all that That today. That was impressive. I am very impressed with y'all. Hello, Gus. Good teamwork. Uh, Collaboration. Uh, In the opinion of the adjudicators, you have passed. Oh. However, I want to see something. Oh. Y'all are missing a certain uh, tenacity. Um, I know that you three are passionate students and I want to see that. One last test. Okay. Like for you to try to land a hit on me. 
And with that, we will adjourn this meeting of the oh, Railroad Community Casters Club. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Railroad Community Casters Club. Honey is Jay Chavez. Eamon is Will Eames. Amara is Kenzie Wells. Our Game Master is Max Coe. And all of our audio engineering is also by Max Coe. We're so glad you could make it to this meeting, and hopefully we'll see you at the next one. Thank you again.